You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Permission 2. This is a really short and sweet episode. I am literally trying to be less perfect and not that my podcasts have ever been perfect, but just to not overthink episodes and to just like fit them in when I can um, so that I can get them to you more often. Uh, So I think I've got about seven minutes to get this one done. (laughs) Um, So let's dive in. This episode is permission to learn how to change your habits and create new habits, but in a way that is sustainable. Um, And so essentially this episode is really called How I Quit Coffee. Um, And this is not going to be one of those episodes where I'm going to talk to you about like the health benefits or, you know, kind of give you advice on why you should quit coffee, because as you'll hear from me, I think that's a very personal choice and it really comes down to you and and why you would be quitting coffee. Uh, But I was thinking about how I quit coffee, I would say about three years ago and how it's actually was one of the like easiest habits to stop. Uh, and I created a new habit. I now drink chai lattes. <laughs> so still some caffeine. I still have a little bit of caffeine every day, but I don't have any coffee and haven't had coffee for about three years. I still miss the smell of coffee. And so I sometimes also do have a decaf. Um, like I still love going to cafes, catching up with friends and like love coffee culture and cafe culture it's like a really big part of living in Australia in the part of the world that I live in uh but yeah I was able to quit the habit of drinking coffee and replace it with a new habit um which um yeah felt better for me so I'll just explain to you why I quit coffee so I used to just drink coffee on the weekends and then I became a mum almost seven years ago Emily's turning seven really soon And I think the sleep deprivation just really shocked me. And I went from like having a coffee as a treat on the weekend to having two coffees a day. So I'd wake up and I'd have a coffee like quite early in the morning. And then I'd have a, I'd like kind of have an energy crash in the afternoon and have a second coffee. Uh, And you know what, for some people having two coffees a day feels really great for them. And you know, there's that lovely buzz that you get from having coffee. And you know, there's so many great things about coffee. But for me, I'm a highly sensitive person. I've got a bit of a history of struggling with anxiety and I'm someone who's definitely kind of quite prone to anxiety. And so having two coffees a day was not serving me well. Uh, and something I've also learned since having my second bub, and so I've had Frankie with no coffee in my life, is that sometimes having extra coffee kind of masks how tired we are. And so it also created this pattern for me of in when Emily was napping my first bub, instead of resting uh, when you know I needed to rest, I would be doing things because I wasn't listening to my body. I was just fueling it with more and more coffee. 
So anyway, that is why I quit coffee. <laughs> Basically, I knew that it wasn't good for me. Uh, and the reason that it was so easy is because I did it in a really gentle way. So I was working with a naturopath and a chiropractor at the time. And my chiropractor said to me, okay, the first thing to do is to move your first coffee from like 7 or 8 a.m. to like 9, 10 a.m. so that you're not like having coffee straight away. So I did that. Um, I took a couple of months uh, to get used to that. And then uh, I dropped down from two coffees to one coffee. And then eventually from one coffee to no coffees. And the reason I'm sharing this, uh, because I've noticed around the new year period that people put so much pressure on themselves around uh, starting new habits, but they, they go, they expect themselves to go from zero to 100. So if I had gone, right, I'm having two coffees a day, shame on you, Sam, you shouldn't be drinking any coffee. That's how so many of us talk to ourselves when we're going to try and change habits, which isn't helpful either. Uh, if I'd said that to myself and gone, no, no coffee and just completely tried to go from two coffees a day to zero coffees a day, probably what would have happened is that it would have overwhelmed me. It would have been too much change too quickly. And I would have given it up and just ended up still having those two coffees a day. But because I did it slowly and gradually, I would say that I actually took around six months to make that whole transition, maybe even longer than six months. So because I did it step by step, it was really gentle on my nervous system. It didn't overwhelm me. And it also, I guess it, it just made it sustainable. Uh, and it let me figure out who I needed to be as a non-coffee drinker as well. So then that's when I discovered that I really enjoyed a chai. Like I really love a sticky chai, none of that powdery sweet stuff. And uh, yeah, I love a soy or an almond chai. <laughs> this is making me really want to chai. Uh, and, and so I created a new habit to kind of replace the other habit. So that this is just like such a short, simple episode, but I really want you to understand these lessons about how I quit coffee. So first, the first lesson is start small. Um, don't overwhelm your nervous system. Don't beat yourself up and don't criticize yourself for where you're at now. Uh, and then secondly, and also really importantly, know why you want to start a new habit or know why you want to stop a habit. So for example, if you just went and said, oh, I've got to quit coffee because everyone's doing it and coffee's really bad for you. Uh, then it's probably you're not going to be so intrinsically motivated to quit coffee as if you actually understand why. So for me, my why was because, hey, I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine. It makes me feel quite anxious and stressed um, and I want to slow down and, and be calm and content and, <laughs> and, you know, for my nervous system to just feel nourished and supported. Uh, and so that was my why. Uh, I was also having a bit of postpartum anxiety and I, I, you know, was quite conscious of that, like rubbing off on my daughter. And, and so that she was my other why, I guess. So, um, the second part of creating habits is really understanding why, um, why you're doing it and it needs to be your why not somebody else's so that's it um, I am going to come back with a follow-up on some more kind of information about habits and how you can start habits and how you can stop habits um, all based on James's clear James Cleary's 
um, book on habits, which is really, really um, impactful. Uh, But I just wanted to share this part with you for now. Hope you're having a beautiful day. I'd love to hear from you if there's a habit that you want to stop or a habit that you want to start in 2023. And if there's any way that I can support you with that, if there's any content that you want me to create around that, I would be so happy to do that for you. I will see you on the next episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to part two of how I quit coffee or permission to create habits that feel good for you. Uh, So I wanted to follow up the first part of the episode with actually kind of how you can create habits. And I just wanted to acknowledge that a lot of this is based on James Clear, Atomic Habits, uh, which I know many of you will have read and loved. uh, But I also know there'll probably be people who haven't uh, read it or don't know about it. Or even if you have read it, it's quite helpful to revisit these um, principles. So what I really, really love about Atomic Habits is it's probably a bit similar to my take on procrastination. Like I feel like people beat themselves up for procrastinating. People beat themselves up for not being able to create the habits that they want to create or stop the habits that they want to stop. Um, But like, as James says, we haven't actually been taught how to create good habits. It's not something that we're taught at school. And honestly, I believe learning how to create habits should be taught at school just as much as maths and English and all those other things that we're taught are are taught. Like I I really think that learning how to work with your inner world is such an important tool for life. And what I would say, I'm going to quote a section of the book here. You can think of each law as a lever that influences human behavior. So when the levers are in the right positions, creating good habits is effortless. When they are in the wrong positions, it's nearly impossible. So if you think back to a time when you have created a new habit or stopped an old habit uh, and it felt really effortless, um, when I go through these different kind of laws um, that James describes, you might be able to recognize some of them in the way that you um, went about doing that. Or if you've always found that making, creating new habits is really, really hard, uh, then you might be able to kind of experiment with using some of these laws. Uh, So yeah, shout out to James Clear. This book, Atomic Habits, is um, yeah, really, really fantastic book. If you haven't read it, definitely recommend it. So in a nutshell, When you want to change your behavior, which is what we're doing when we create habits, you simply want to ask yourself, how can I make it obvious? How can I make it attractive? How can I make it easy? And how can I make it satisfying? And I'm going to use a different example because you might be getting a bit sick of hearing me talk about coffee. Um, So I'm going to talk about how I created a habit of going to a a 6am Pilates class as someone who has always had a lot of resistance to exercise, gyms, um, things like that, and always found it really, really hard. Um, And full disclosure, I haven't been, like this is a habit that I created when um, Emily was younger, before Frankie was born. I am only just slowly starting to get back into morning Pilates um, this year. So full disclosure, this is like an old habit, obviously getting pregnant and having a baby uh, changed that. And I guess I want to like be honest about that and like model it and normalize it that 
hey, like you're not a failure if you start this incredible new habit and you do it for a year or two and then your life changes and you have to start again. Like I think that as women, we shame ourselves so much for like, I have had this story with a few of my clients where it's like, oh, there's no point starting because, you know, something always comes up and then I stop. But actually starting, even if you do it for six months, that's still six months where you did do that habit that you that you weren't doing, you know, the year before. So by modeling that, you know, hey, I worked really hard on this habit of like 6 a.m. Pilates when Emily was a toddler. And then now that I've had a baby, I've stopped doing that habit. I really want to normalize and, and just model that it's okay to be kind to yourself when you when you do stop habits as well. So this is outside of the book. Just in general, don't be perfectionistic about creating and changing habits because then you're going to create so much blocked energy, so much resistance, so much anxiety. If you can be really, really compassionate with yourself or what I like to call unconditionally kind with yourself, then um, you are going to be much more in a position to create these habits and kind of roll with life, you know, that life lives and, you know, we can start a habit and then we get sick and we sometimes it feels like we have to start again and that's okay. So anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a, <laughs> a detour from talking about the book. So how to create a good habit. The first law is make it obvious. Uh, the second law is make it attractive. The third law is make it easy. And the fourth law is make it satisfying. So talk you through the Pilates example. I, the way that it made it obvious for me, it was a really, really handy thing with the Pilates that I was going to. It was not cheap. Like it was like probably 20 to $30 for a class because it was a reformer Pilates and it always booked out. So I had to book it ahead of time and pay ahead of time. And there was consequences for not showing up like you'd lose your money, right? So that for starters um, made it really um, like obvious to me, like it was in my calendar. So it was in my Google calendar. I've got 6 a.m. Pilates on a Friday morning. And then... Um, the other thing that for me that made it really obvious was I would actually get my sneakers and my leggings and whatever I was going to wear to the 6am Pilates and fold it up and put it by my bed so that um, this is kind of making it obvious, but it's also making it easy. And there are certain things you can do that will cross across the laws. So for me, setting my alarm, you know, for like 5.30 so I could get there for a 6am and putting it in my calendar and then getting my clothes out was really telling my brain, hey, tomorrow you're going to Pilates. <laughs> now, the way that I made it attractive uh, was that I um, would often go with a friend uh, or I just made sure that I chose like an activity that I really loved. Like, so when I wasn't doing Pilates, I was doing dance classes and I wasn't trying to force myself to do exercise that I hated. I personally don't see what the point is. Like life's short. There are many, many ways to move your body. So don't waste your time doing stuff that you absolutely hate. 
I know lots of people are going to disagree with me on that. Um, but yeah, I always chose exercise movement that I really love. So my dance classes, Pilates, I actually really enjoy that, especially if I'm with someone that I really connect with. And like, for me, this sounds maybe a little bit superficial, but I love going to Pilates in like a beautiful, beautiful environment. It just makes me feel like I've had a great start to the day. So I always try to choose a studio that's got like beautiful light and just feels great to be at. Uh, and then, yeah, the third law, make it easy. Uh, for me, making it easy, making it obvious are quite similar, but I guess like there are other ways you can make it easy. Like don't go and book like a class. that's like a 40 minute drive. If there's something that's like five minutes drive, that's going to be so much easier. Like my dance school's like seven minutes drive from me. Um, I know not everyone will have that choice, but if you can make it as easy as possible. And then the fourth law, make it satisfying. <laughs> so for me, that's like, I go and I get like my beautiful chai. Sorry, here's me talking about chai again. Uh, I go and get my oat chai or my almond chai or whatever it is after um, Pilates. And that makes it feel really, really satisfying. And then when I get home, um, this is the other thing about habits. I can't remember if this is in the book or if this is just my like lived experience and also supporting my clients, but like really paying attention to the positive consequences after you do the class because and this is where procrastination comes into habits right often before we exercise we experience a lot of resistance a lot of oh i don't really feel like going i don't want to go i know i won't enjoy it we can have all those stories in our head or i'm too tired um but <laughs> afterwards often if you're doing exercise that you love and that generally makes you feel good you feel great afterwards so when the fourth law of making it satisfying, make sure you really um, like tune into how you feel. Like what I notice is when I do 6am Pilates and then I come home to toddler life, mum life, business life, I always feel like I've already had a great day by like 7am if I've started the day off with my Pilates. Um, and so I, um, yeah, find a way to really ground into that to really pay attention to it and notice like even at lunchtime I go to myself oh gosh I've got so much more energy today because I did Pilates and so I like throughout the day I would like be helping my brain find ways to remember how satisfying Pilates was and then this is what is what in psychology we call like a a positive maintenance cycle so actually you know we've done the thing and we get the benefit of it we feel good and that makes us more likely to want to do it again um so that is uh how to create a good habit <laughs> based on james cleary uh, and the other thing i wanted to say this is Mel Robbins. This is this is how my brain works. I've often got lots of different tools that I kind of mishmash together. Um, Mel Robbins 54321 rule, the five second rule is also a game changer here uh, because, and this is where I think like making it obvious the first law is really important because if you kind of say to yourself, oh, maybe I'm going to do some exercise tomorrow morning. Um, I'll see how I feel tomorrow, like when I wake up chances are unless you're a unicorn let me know if you are because um, i want your brain but most of my clients that i support and my brain if we had given ourselves that choice and we hadn't set ourselves up the night before and already told our brains what we were doing um we would find it quite hard you know and i know there are women out there who have these incredible morning routines and maybe they can just do that but for i, I don't find it that easy so mel robbins um 
five second rule is really powerful because you decide so you've decided the night before you're going to pilates and then you don't give yourself more than five seconds to think about it so what she says is go five four three two one go because it only takes five seconds for you to talk yourself out of doing something and i've definitely noticed that's true i'm sure everyone can relate to this you like your alarm goes off at 5 30 you kind of think oh you know should i go today how am i feeling you know if you spend 30 seconds thinking about that it might be too late you might have already decided you're not going to go you roll back to you can go to sleep and then you know half an hour later you wake up and think oh i wish i'd gone to pilates and i've already been charged for it so um i i also really encourage you to, to play around with mel's five second rule um and to really um yeah use that like don't let don't give yourself time to change your mind just get up and go and that's why for me having my gym clothes there was also really really key um having like literally having my water bottle there are so many ways that my brain could decide to get out of something like oh i couldn't find my sneakers or where's my water bottle oh it's in the car i don't really want to go get you know like it's really easy our brains when we're trying to create a new habit our brains can be very resistant to change and they can just try and find any reason not to do it so you've got to make it so so easy um so obvious um and so attractive for your brain so that is it for this episode. I'm playing around with whether I do another episode on how to break a bad habit, um, which is basically just reversing, you know, use all the same principles we've talked about, but reversing it. But I feel like it would actually be nice to, to like actually do an episode on that. I'll try and think of a, a bad habit that I've had that I, you know, tried to break um, and how I used um, James Cleary's method for that as well. But so just remember... Whenever you want to change your behavior, create a good habit or break a bad habit, you need to ask yourself, um, how can I make it obvious? The first law, how can I make it attractive? Third is the second law. The third law, how can I make it easy? And fourth, how can I make it satisfying? And like with my coffee example, it's also okay to not go from zero to 100 to start slowly and sustainably. Um, and also like really, really ground into your why, know why you're trying to create this habit for yourself or, or, you know, stop this other habit and, um, really ground into that rather than just being influenced by other people and thinking, oh, well, I should start doing this because other people are, or, you know, I should stop doing this because everyone says that you should. Um, it's really got to come from you. I think that, that makes such a big difference. So that is it for today's episode. At the moment, I am actually starting to plan round two of Permission Granted for 2023. Looks like we are kicking off around August and I am currently inviting people to join the waitlist and even to have the opportunity to have a 30 minute connection call with me so that you can ask me any questions about Permission Granted. It's an opportunity to be coached by me and it's really a way that I want to honor and acknowledge that permission granted is like it's a deep experience there needs to be a lot of trust between myself and you for you to want to do that experience um it's a big commitment six months and um yeah we go really deep there so 
I, I'm really recognizing that for some people, actually having more space to make that decision, having time to meet me, ask questions and things like that is really key. So we've got the um, waitlist link at the bottom of the podcast episode. Um, if you join that waitlist or just send me an email or a DM, I'll be in touch to um, invite you to have a little call with me. Uh, And as always, I would be super grateful if you are loving these episodes, if you could leave a five star review to help me um, just get this message out to as many people as possible. I will see you next week.